0: Good morning, golfers, and welcome to On Par with Anthony Scorsia. Thank you for joining me on this much drier July 10th, 2021. Uh, looking forward to today's show, we're going to have the Met PGA Teacher of the Year for 2021, Rob LeBritz. He's also the director of golf at Glen Arbor Golf Club, um, as well as the uh, 2021 Mass Open champion and Met PGA professional champion. So uh, he's, he's on a... Um, uh, it's nice to have a good guy in golf recognized uh, for all the good stuff that he's doing, but also um, when good things, I'm always happy to see good things happen to good people, and and, and Rob's had uh, quite a couple of weeks with his uh, recent wins, so congratulations to him, and look forward to talking to him as well. Uh, one little shout out to Ben Pirro at a Long Island National, who won the Michael Hebron at Bethpage Black um, in what was very difficult conditions, plus four, uh, 146 won it uh, by three over a three ball of players. So, well done Ben Pirro, congratulations um, on, a, on, a, on a job well done at Bethpage Black. We're going to take a short break. You'll, we'll be back in 90 seconds with Rob LeBritz you're listening to On Par with Anthony. Hey everyone, this is Chris Foschell with Mizuno. There's no better feeling than having your clubs perfectly dialed in, and with over 2,000 authorized performance fitting partners nationwide,
1: it couldn't be any easier to get custom fit using Mizuno's revolutionary Shaft Optimizer 3D. Find the right shaft and match it with any of our legendary grain flow forgings or our award-winning hot metal irons featuring high-strength Cromali Visit MizunoGolf.com to find the nearest authorized fitter in your area. And remember, nothing feels like a Mizuno.
0: Malvi's Equipment Company is the oldest distributor of power equipment on Long Island and has been serving the community for over 100 years. We have two locations for your convenience in Riverhead and Hicksville. Malvis Equipment offers a diversified line of quality products for golf, sports, and turf, including Jacobson, Radexam Vertidrain,
1: Smith Co. and Turf Co. We also carry Mahindra and New Holland tractors and
0: construction equipment. Visit our website at malveasequipment.com or call us at 516-681-7600.
1: Pete's Golf. Since 1979, Pete's Golf has been practicing the art of club fitting and has been selected as a top 100 club fitter by Golf Digest magazine. At Pete's Golf, we use the best technology available to create an exceptional fitting experience for every customer that walks into our store. Visit Pete'sGolf.com or call 516-248-6891. That's 516-248-6891 and get your next set of clubs fit for
0: you. All right, and we're back. Pleased to have Rob LeBritz on the line. He's the director of golf at Glen Arbor Golf Club, and he is the winner of the 2021 Mass Open and the 2021 Met PGA Championship. Rob, thank you, uh, and also a friend of the program. He's been on before. Rob, thank you for joining me this morning.
1: God, Anthony, okay. nice to uh, nice to hear your voice again. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Um, obviously, not as good as you. Uh, a nice couple of weeks, uh, you know, coming into the, uh, uh, the 21 uh, season. I, I actually want to go back, uh, if, before we get to the mass open and the met PJ, uh, you know, when you look at your career, uh, your career wins over the last decade, um, it's been v- pretty consistent with, uh, you know, winning, um, at least once a year minus maybe a year or two over the past nine years. Uh, you know, you, you've had a really consistent decade in terms of your, uh, competitive career. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, you know, I know uh, over the over the years since I've been, you know, working on my game since I was four or five years old, I always wanted to make things, you know, simpler um, mm-hmm. while I was out there on the golf course. So over the years with my two coaches, Bill Davis and Tom Wilson, we've we've just really tried to make keep it simple um, to improve and, uh, you know, just try to not get in our own way, so to speak, and uh, just have a lot of fun while we're out there. So uh, yeah, the last uh, last decade or two decades have been have been really good, uh, really good to me. So uh, very happy for that, and you know, also. Uh, you know, injury-free, uh, sure. except for the the little thyroid issue I had around 2012.
0: <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's been amazing, because I was just looking at, and obviously you had some some early wins uh, between 93 and 2006, and then, um, but from 2013 to 21, I mean, you've basically won just about every year, uh, with the exception of one or two, and then in the, you have a couple of multi-win um, uh, you know, years. So uh, like, like this year. So I was just, re- it was just, um, you know, and then you throw in, of course, the, the PGA championship stuff um, being, you know, qualifying for that multiple times and even being the low pro uh, the year uh, Dustin won, uh, you, you've really had a really nice run. And I know you spoke to buckling down with your coaches was What was it that um, you were focusing on? You said keep it simple, but was it was it a technique thing, or was it a philosophical, mental? uh, Along what lines did it help you sort of gain this consistency?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, You know, I've always tried to simplify my golf swing down to like the most simplest, uh, I guess, simplest terms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very stable base, and kind of let the club just kind of swing around my body, and. And, um, you know, I've worked really, really hard on my short game the last, you know, four or five years, um, especially chipping and pitching and putting and, and all of it's, you know, just kind of coming together. And, you know, being 50 years old now, I've been doing this for so long. You just kind of learn how to you get away, get, get out of your way and stop thinking technical wise and then just go ahead and, and play golf and know that all the work that you've done,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, the practice tee and the practice green is going to just kind of take shape while you're out on the golf course. Uh, and, um, you know, that's kind of been the philosophy. And then also just to, you know, if I have around, you know, golfers are very good at, uh, you know, kind of making excuses for themselves. Um, you <laughs> oh, know, I, yeah. I, 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 am not that guy. I, I look at things very literally. If I, if I hit a poor shot or miss a short putt or something, it wasn't because a spike mark got in the way. It was because I missed it and I want to figure out why. So, sure. you know, just being true to myself and, and, uh, you know, just having this willingness and want to constantly improve. And that's, that's what I go into with every day, every day of my life. I haven't lost that yet. So,
0: love playing the game of golf yeah i i, I do too and uh, you know i think the thing about well so first of all the first thing i think when you said that golfers are always making excuses i always i like to think that golfers are like you know professional liars and and in the sense that they're <laughs> they're always lying about something you know whether it's their you know the excuse you can call it excuse or lying to themselves or whatever but uh I, I agree i i think being honest with yourself is a lot easier i know confidence can be. Um, an earned commodity as we like to say um and and so by deflecting um you know by lying sometimes that's your 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 mind's way of deflecting sort of trying to keep that that armor up right that armor of confidence but uh, i don't think it necessarily has to be that way although i do understand why you'd see really highly um elite players want to go down that road 100%.
1: 100%. I mean, if you if you start, you know, you know chinking away your armor, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes it makes it hard because you're not, uh, you know, you're just trying to make yourself feel better when if right. you can just deal with what you're doing wrong, fix it and then move on. You'll become a better player because of it. Right.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. And you're not you're not um, you know, you're not um, mortgaging your future based on, you know, a temporary fix or a temporary mindset. Whereas you're when you deal with it, you're investing in your future as a player.
1: Well said, well said. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. That was, uh, that was brilliant. <laughs>
0: uh, well, thank you. Feel free to use that. There's no, uh, <laughs> co- copyright or anything like that. Um, I, I'm just curious from a, from a, from a technical standpoint, you have your philosophy. What is your philosophy of teaching based on? Um, and then, you know, how do you adapt that to, to players who, uh, who you teach?
1: Yeah, that's another uh, good question. You know, Again, I try to keep it simple, and, um, you know, I, I believe in helping people from the hole backwards. Uh, I believe in starting from, the from you know, just a foot away from the hole, starting with their putting and then moving away to chipping and then teaching and pitching and getting some bunker play and then half swings and, and three-quarter swings and then full swings. And if you can kind of do that, you're going to develop your skills of touch around the greens, mm-hmm. and then you're going to develop, you know, your, your ability to, to control the ball flight. Uh, and as you build off that stable base, the base remains stable as you move from the hole back to the tee box, uh, it'll move a little bit more, you know, because you're making a a bigger shoulder turn, so to speak. But, um, ultimately your legs are there to support the swing motion of the hands, arms and club. Uh, you know, it's a philosophy I've always sort of lived by after watching iron Byron, uh, the ball testing machines, all these, you know, you know, one plane sort of swing, swing the golf club around their body and hitting the ball perfectly straight, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not one plane by any means, but, um, right. but I believe in a huge, in a huge stable base uh, and building off that. Um, and then if, if I can do that with my students and, and, you know, kind of hold their hands and walk around the, you know, the golf course and show them different lives and different situations and how to get out of them. Um, then uh, you'll be, start to become a complete player.
0: I, I'm just curious, is that, uh, and feel free to obviously correct me if I'm wrong, is part of that, philosophy based on like every swing from whether it's a chip shot around the green to the driver is essentially the same swing it's just one is uh one is very small and one is very big
1: no i wouldn't go that far you would go okay no because when you're working with wedges and stuff around the greens i mean the club path's going to change. You might pick the club up a little more, take it in a little more, okay. close the face or leave it open. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other things, especially around the greens, that you just have to have to work. But I wish it was that simple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that would, be, that would be even easier to do, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> I agree. I would subscribe because I was I was ready to pack my bag and get up to Glen Arbor, if that was the case. Uh, oh, I uh, let the cat out
1: of the bag, damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, so they, obviously you uh you know you've been working on this philosophy and obviously it's worked for you and and you've been able to hone your craft and and 2021 has been just um another standout year for you uh were you confident going into the mass open did you feel like it was um you know you were close as you know the pros like to say uh what was your mindset coming in into the mass open
1: so yeah that's uh it's funny you say that i came out of the pga championship and and uh I didn't play particularly well in the PGA championship. Uh, and I didn't putt particularly well in the PGA championship. So mm-hmm. I was kind of lost there for a few weeks. Uh, I'm, I like to know how far each putt is before I hit it. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm good at reading greens, but the ball just wasn't going in the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hitting a lot of greens and hitting the ball good, but I wasn't making anything I was hitting the edges, sort of lipping out, you know, not, not hard lips, but just the ball just wasn't going in. So I went into the, to the, um, to the mass open with, uh, with uh, two, I, I went and took two different putters out of my shop, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I had about ten of them in my upstairs attic, which I which I brought out, which none of them seemed to work again. But, but then of the two I picked out of the shop were two two ball putters, a thirty four inch and a thirty five inch putter, and I just started rolling the ball with it a little bit, and, and it felt pretty good. Right. Uh, and then uh, and then the first round I used thirty four inch and shot even, and right. Missed a bunch of putts inside six feet, and then I had my son who was on the bag. We switched out for the 35-inch, and then I just started making putts, and then it, and then it just kind of transferred into, uh, you know, into that Met Professional Championship. So, um, you know, after that first round and the second round, when I started making 20, 30 footers, I was like, okay, I found something here, um, and then the confidence just built from there. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun to you know to finally make putts again.
0: I mean, um, maybe it was just nice to have your son on the bag, and 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 a little putter chains or your son on the bag. That had to be pretty special for you.
1: Yeah, it was, because, you know, the, the way I got into the Mass Open was, was I was on vacation a couple years ago, uh, I think it was prior, prior to COVID. I played in the Rhode Island Open uh, and, and ended up winning the tournament, which was kind of cool, and he was on the bag. Um, so then when I found out that I was in the Mass Open – he was off from school. I asked him if he wanted a caddy for me again and, and now we're two for two. so um, <laughs> m- maybe I won't send him to LSU in the fall and just keep him on my bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think he's got a few um, soirees to attend at LSU and a couple of foo- <laughs> and a couple of football games There might be in a, might be a conflict in his schedule there.
1: Yeah, I think twenty-five thousand kids go to the university, and there's ninety-five thousand that they can sit in the
0: arena. <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's, I, I, that's pretty exciting, though. He's going to LSU. Good for him, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And it'll be, I'm sure it'll be great to go and catch a game with him as well.
1: Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, I'll have to catch at least one.
0: Go back to the putter. You you, uh, the, you, you changed. It. You had a thirty-four inch and a thirty-five inch. Was it anything? What was it? Is that the difference? Was that, I mean, you know, like we say, form is so fickle and, and golf can be can be such a little thing. Um, you know, your technique could be all the same and the ball just doesn't go in the hole, but uh, you throw in a little a different putter and, and now everything seems to be going in. How do you account for that in golf? <laughs> I haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> it, no,
1: I mean, honestly, I think, you know, obviously it has to do with confidence because, yeah. uh, you know, I started making a few, I mean, I think I made one in the first hole, of the second round. And then all of a sudden I just started making putts and I was like, okay, well, this is the, what it feels like again. And then you just start having even more fun because you're not, you're not hitting it six feet and, you know, either leaving it on the edge or lipping it out or doing a 180 or you know, walking off with par. Mm-hmm. If you do that enough where you walk off with par and then all of a sudden you, you say you make one bad swing and you, you short side yourself, you don't get up and down. You've had all these opportunities and now you're over par right? Um, or, or not as under par as you should be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, golf's a fickle game, and that, that little two ball just kind of fit well with me and started making some, and it's still in the bag, which is kind of cool.
0: You know, I I, um, I often joke that I'm glad that I don't have access to a lot of equipment because then that just sort of limits my uh, – I've only had, like, maybe two or three putters that I've used all my life, and and it takes so it takes a lot for me to change a putter but it's and part of that is because i want to just believe that it's just me right and so um because when you start bringing in other factors into the equation like having access to multiple putters or a bunch of equipment you sort of can get you know lost in the sauce so to speak and and you can you see that with uh players all the time
1: 100 percent um you know and to to just kind of build on that i mean Mm -hmm. my stroke was the same the whole time The, the toe hang for each of the putters you know where the how, the, how you set it up on your fingers and the, and the toe just kind of hangs. The toe hang was basically uh, the same for all of them too. So, you know, for some reason, I, you know, the, the two ball just felt the best that week and, mm-hmm. and it's still in the bag. But, yeah, sometimes you just need to, you need to just, you know, change it up. If you know that your technique is good, right. you know, sometimes it's just a little confidence thing or maybe a little look thing. But, um, sure. you know, who knows?
0: <laughs> but, no, I mean, no, and you bring up a good thing, a good point, and that is, you know, we as, as people are are different every day you know i know your technique might be the same um, or whatever the case may be and I, and i think you know pros like who are really good like you who actually you know who talk to their clients and their and their players that they're teaching and understanding what's going on in their lives You know, everybody's rhythms and patterns Are a little different each day And so your tempo could be off about You know, a half a second or whatever the case may be And and yeah. if, if your technique is good even that half second still makes a big difference. And that could be, who knows, you had a stressful day at work or whatever, something's grinding grinding you in the back of your mind or whatever the case may be. But, you know, we're not robots. We're not the same person every day. Um, and, and the different rhythms and patterns you bring every day to the golf course can be a little different. Well, and that's,
1: you know, it's, it's great that you said that. And it's 100% true because over the years of all the tournament golf that I've played, I've gone into different tournaments and felt different ways for Mm -hmm. every tournament that I've gone into, whether I'm either leading the event or not leading the event. And what I've tried to find is that happy medium place, sort of like try to almost to like do the the things over and over that, like eat the same thing that night, get to bed at the same time, drink the same amount of water during the day or or whatever it is that kind of got stretched the same way, you know, don't do anything that's out of that rhythm because then if you do get out of that rhythm, like you said, you know, the next day you could get up, you could have slept, you know, not even just wrong, or your body's just a little bit tighter. You didn't stretch quite as long. And and, you know, that little half a second or half of a fraction of a second can mean the difference between the ball going in the fairway or not going in the fairway. And that could be the one shot that either wins the tournament for you or loses it for you. It's 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 a that's why the game's so great.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, and frustrating, but also great. I mean, if you love um you know the game, I love it because i I find it you know endlessly entertaining and and also maddening at the same time, and like everybody else. but I, <laughs> but I do love the process of it. I do love working on my game. I'm not a a great player, but I like working on my game. It doesn't matter uh, what kind of player I am. I just like working on it. I like how new things show up and old things disappear, and uh, your game evolves and and how you, Um, you learn different shots when you get put into different situations and, and, you know, people like that constant feedback, um, if, 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 if you take it in the right way is helpful in the future. 100%.
1: And, and the best advice that you can, you know, give to all your listeners out there is to just, you know, so here's a perfect example on, on a putting green a lot of my, a lot of my students don't know, you know, how far their putts are when I first start working with them, they, they don't, they've never walked it off. You should know how far your putts are. And then once you find out how far your putts are, if you miss a putt, say you, say you have a 12 footer and you hit it three feet and it hits the edge. Okay. So you actually hit a 12 footer, 15 feet. It's not that you missed the putt. It's you hit the butt too hard. If you hit it 12 feet, it would have fallen in the edge, but right. it didn't. You hit it 15 feet. So understanding that and not lying to yourself, is the biggest, you know, biggest advantage that you can give yourself when you're trying to, to learn the golf, learn the golf, the sport of golf, and then trying to take it to that higher level.
0: Yep. So, you win the you win the Mass Open. Now you you go to the the Met PGA uh, Championship and Professional Championship, and that that field is stacked, obviously. Um, and and you shoot. Uh, 67, 68, 68, which, once again, is consistent, it seems, with your career of late, uh, being very consistent, um, maybe not so much at, at the at the Mets because you had that nice 66 in the middle. You went 70, 66, 69, so a little bit, of, uh, you know, not as consistent as, as the Met, but you still won um, with, at minus five by uh, several strokes, um, but really consistent at, at the Met PGA. And, you know, you got people like Danny Balan, jason karen quinn living ballo dobbins dickinson all those guys kind of chasing you down um you know how, how do you put that tournament in perspective
1: yeah that's you know out of all the tournaments that's probably the one um that means the most almost uh you know because it's your route to a major championship right um now you know having my finish in the in the national professional championship uh this year you know i'm exempt for qualifying I, I really didn't have to play the event so you kind of freeze you up a little bit mm-hmm. but but that being said you still want to go out there and win i never played you know huntington crescent club which by the way is a is an absolutely phenomenal beautiful golf course in an impeccable perfect condition if you ever get a chance to play it okay it's just just uh, beautiful it's almost like a mini shinny it's just, so, it's, it's beautiful. Awesome. Um, we had three different rounds there. We had a round that was kind of windy, and then we had one that we played in a deluge. And then we had, you know, a nice windy day at the end with, with the sun shining. So, you know, the second round, I think I, I don't know what I shot. I think I shot a couple under par, but it was a couple under par in a really hard rain and wind. So more kudos to my caddy we just kind of, all we did was focus on, you know, that week, one shot at a time, Mm -hmm. Get it get in the fairway, you know, see what we can do with the next shot. We can get it close and start, you know, maybe hit it on the green and and make some putts. But that's, that was the the focus. Just say one shot at a time, get in the fairway. If you're in the fairway, you can control the ball in the green because they were so firm and fast. And if you hit it out of the fairway, you're going to have a hard time, you know, keeping it on the green because they were firm and fast. So um, that's how we, that's how we did well there. We hit a lot of fairways and then we ended up hitting a lot of greens and you know, we made made a few putts, um, but yeah, you know, Danny Balon once again put a put a great round in the final round. I think I had a five shot lead going into the uh, the last round, and, and he, he got got to within three. So, you know, you're always you're always grinding. <laughs> Somebody can shoot a low one, that's for sure.
0: Uh, you know, in, in an event like that, how much do you know what's going on behind you? It's not obviously a professional event. I know they have people out there to help, but how much do you know? How much Danny's like charging versus Uh, you know, as opposed to like the pros who have leaderboards all over the place and even TV people or whatever um, who can sort of uh, help out with. So you a player knows Uh, you're sort of how much in the dark are you operating when you're out there? Yeah, even in the big uh,
1: major championships and and the ones with the scoreboards all over, I'm not a scoreboard watcher. Mm -hmm. I want to just kind of get down and and hit the shots. And, you know, if I play well, you're going to you're going to win. And, you know, Regardless of, of if somebody's playing better than you or scoring lower than you, so to speak, you're still just you're playing against the golf course. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not a big, huge leaderboard watch, watcher, but the last uh, two events that I did, you know, the last three holes, I wanted to know where I stood uh, mm-hmm. just to kind of, you know, know if I was behind, if I needed to charge a little more or whatever. But it was just until the last three holes. Right. Um, and. So it was, it was, it was good. My son knew uh, in the mass open how I had a, like a three or four shot lead, I guess, turning or cause I played a pretty good front nine mm-hmm. and he knew, and he didn't want to tell me. Um, <laughs> and I never asked, which was great. And then I yeah. asked after I made a three putt. Um, but then, uh, in the, you know, I'm that guy who doesn't really want to know. I'm not going to look at scoreboards. I just want to put my nose down and, mm-hmm. and have, have fun playing the game and talk to my playing partners, you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, obviously, uh uh being in the met section it's such you know being in that in that field and and all those quality players uh is is all the incentive that you need but you guys also have this sort of you know the met is such a great section and the the brotherhood amongst the professionals is so is so cool so uh it's also a good time to to be hanging with your professional um your colleagues in in that kind of arena
1: Yeah, it's funny because, you know, when you're playing in a a PGA Championship, you're talking about, you know, whatever, you're talking about your families, you're talking about, uh, you know, I don't know, equipment or whatever it is. But, you know, when you're playing in the, the section events, you're talking about your job. Talking about how you can make your each respective jobs better, and what you did in tournaments, and what you did for this member or whatever, you know. So sure, it's constantly like a learning thing in the section uh, that way. But we still, you know, we're still out there grinding away, wanting to uh, wanting to get the ball in the hole, the least amount of strokes. I can guarantee that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, one last thing, i was just curious, you know, your thoughts on the the sort of golf, uh, if you want to call it a mini micro boom, you know, during COVID. Um, you know, what? what's your perspective of what you've seen over the last uh, 16, 18 months?
1: Yeah. So, you know, starting from, I'll, I'll just say starting when we got locked down, you know, it went from, we locked down and, and the government said we couldn't do anything with, with anybody out on our golf courses, uh, which was a little bit scary, obviously, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at your career there.
0: Right. And then
1: all of a sudden, when, when the floodgates opened, and they said, okay, people can start playing. It was this huge surge of people just wanting to be on whatever it is, a couple hundred acres away from people, but with people, it's the best socially distanced game that you can, that you can play. And, um, God, you're out in nature, you're, you're out there with your family for four or five hours. If you're playing, you know, 18 holes and, and two hours, if you're playing nine holes, it's, I, I'm, I'm pumped to see that the, the industry do so well. And I've seen people that I haven't seen in, in you know 10 to 15 years. I've been at this club now 21 years and, um, you know, I saw kids that were three were now 18, and kids who were 15 are now 30 and married. So it was really cool to see the resurgence of golf, at least from the private club, and mm-hmm. and just, just hear everybody talking about it, seeing on social media. I mean, I you know, I love the game. So to see people enjoying it and, you know, them getting enjoyment out of it, oh, my God, it's like a home run, right?
0: Oh, I, I agree. And it feels a little different that, uh, you know, we've always, the industry... Um, always talks about retention rates and and how difficult it is and and it is I get it but I, I feel like this one's a little different I think this just by the nature of what happened to us I feel like there's a little bit of a more of an appreciation for the game in terms of its uh, physicality it's being out in nature all that stuff I feel like they the the retention from this it might be a little better given what we've been through
1: yes 100 uh, uh, percent you know they had almost like our generation, it's probably, you know, I'm 50, um, you know, our generation almost skipped the boat on, on getting, you know, their kids into, or maybe the generation just in front of us, you know, we, you know, a lot of people weren't bringing their kids to the golf course anymore. They didn't, you know, they thought it was too hard. They didn't know how to get them into the game. You know, you, you want to go play nine holes and you got your five-year-old with you, how are you going to do that? So, yep. you know, I think a lot of people just sort of lost it. Like, well, I'm going to go do this instead. Um, but now all of a sudden you have, it's just the opposite it's like okay let's get the junior kids in the junior clinics let's uh let's get them golfing i got parents coming out and playing okay we're gonna go play three holes and that uh there's there's this thing that they have uh what's that
0: uh junior, what's uh, that
1: thing called where they you, vision no not vision the other one um
0: you know you, the other one
1: uh you know the other one uh youth on start course from 25 what's that
0: the uh, oh the uh junior PJ league and all that stuff yeah, the junior PG leg, but they also
1: have something that starts like golf three sixty, or whatever it was. Oh it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Start, yes. Yep.
1: Yeah, I forget what it's called, but you start from twenty five yards off the green, and you and you got to make a three before you can move farther back.
0: So oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, I
1: don't. I don't remember what it's called. And I'm sorry. I'm yeah. No, that's it, okay. But, um, that's all right. But it's uh that's a great thing. That's uh, a lot of clubs have been putting into uh, into fruition at their clubs, and you know you're getting people that are actually learning how to play from the hole backwards. Right. so they're gonna develop skills and then they're gonna retain retain the golfers because uh, you become somewhat proficient right
0: yeah and and proficient usually adds to a little more fun and um, and and the camaraderie and the kids and you know kids playing together all the time and then they they grow up with these guys and girls on the on the golf course and it becomes a, a part of the fabric of their lives and that that's what leads to that's what leads to uh, lifelong golfers and so 100 um, percent. You know, well, Rob. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I mean, also, you know, congratulations. Well done. Twenty Twenty One Mass Open Champion, Met P- Met PGA Championship, um, Professional Championship. Just unbelievable. uh Always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh really, congratulations on a great year. And and good luck for the rest of the season.
1: Anthony, thank you very much for having me on your show. Uh, I'm a big fan and. Uh... Uh, You know, keep it in the fairway, and anytime you want to give me a call, I'm happy to chat.
0: Okay. All right, (laughs) folks. That was Rob Lebritz, LeBritz. He's the director of instruction for, or director of golf at Glen Arbor Golf Club. Um, always a pleasure to have him on the line, on the, on the show, uh, and a great guy. Um, if you've ever met him, uh, super guy. So uh, looking forward to uh, chatting with him again. That's it for this week, folks. And uh, you know, please tune in again. Thank you for tuning in today, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorsia.